So Luke chapter 1, verse uh, 34 is where I'll start reading. Then Mary said to the angel, how can this be since I do not know a man? I've never been intimate with a man. And the angel answered and said to her, the Holy Spirit will come upon you and the power of the highest will overshadow you. Therefore, also that holy one who is to be born will be called the son of God. Now, indeed, Elizabeth, her relative, has also conceived a son in her old age. And this is now the sixth month for her who was called barren. For with God, nothing will be impossible. Let's say that again in verse 37. For with God, nothing will be impossible. Verse 38, then Mary said, behold, the maidservant of the Lord, let it be to me according to your word. And the angel departed from her. Father, we thank you for the ability to believe. Father, this earth needs to believe. Father, we've gone through tragedy. There was, recent, there was a recent shooting, God, senseless. We choose to believe you. Father, there's chaos in Israel. But we choose to believe you. Father, today, help us. Help us to believe you. Father, you anoint me to preach, to teach. And Father, I will. But anoint them to hear and to receive. I ask in this prayer that we both move forward in you. Not just the preacher, but also the recipient of the word being preached. In the name of Jesus, I pray. Amen. Amen. And amen. Go ahead and take your seats in the presence of the Lord. As I said earlier, this is not a Christmas message, but what I'm doing is I'm aligning you so that you don't miss your blessing that comes by faith. Everything that God promises you, it comes by faith. If you struggle to believe it, it's like struggling to receive it. So many people, they, they want to take the struggle out by reaching for it. But if you don't believe it exists, you don't reach for it. Believing is like reaching out into nothing and bringing back something. It's like almost your hand becomes invisible to bring in to the invisible into the visible realm. It's like reaching into another world and bringing into this world what you've been believing for. Those things exist, but you got to be willing. You can't be lazy and believe. You can't, you can't be lazy and in faith. You can't be intimidated by failures of the past and be in faith. You can't be intimidated by people walking away from you and being in faith. You can't be intimidated by how people look when you start talking about what you're believing for. Because they don't see what you see. So it's hard for them to believe what you believe. So let's just go ahead and erase their face. Because if you can't see their facial features, it won't bother you. You just keep doing what you do, okay? So my title is nothing is impossible with God. Nothing is impossible with God. Nothing is impossible with God. So all things are possible if we can believe it. Now, I know people are frowning on those who say they believe and they haven't seen anything manifest in their lives. It's because they haven't looked at the right people yet. Because some of us believe and we're receiving right now at this present moment. But then there are those who are now uh, on pause in their belief system. But if you get around the right people, faith is contagious. Manifestation is also contagious. But if you spend most of your time around people who doubt everything, doubting Thomas exists and he sits closer to you than what you know. 
as all the other people reported that Jesus had come back and doubting Thomas said, I won't believe unless we go through these steps to believe. By that time, your experience is gone. So you're going to find people, more people that are doubt and be an unbelief and challenge your faith. But you got to know down in yourself. And not only am I teaching, what I'm doing is I'm shifting the culture of this house. Because everything that we've done, we've done it because we believed it. I, I told you just the other week, I said, write down, write down the things that you have, uh, that you believe in God for. I don't know if you did. I did. I already know what I'm believing for for next year financially. I already know what I'm, I'm believing for in growth. I already know what I'm believing for in, in God saving souls. I already know that. I wrote it down because I believe in what I wrote and I believe God's going to come to pass because I've had so many of these experiences where I wrote it down and I believed it and I've always had some people doubting me. I just have more of them now because I have more influence so I have more people doubting me but that's okay. My faith is stronger than their doubt. Their doubt operates based on fear. My faith operates based on what I believe concerning God. So I've already made my decision that I'm going to be stronger in my faith because I'm going to experience more doubters than believers in my life. So you have to make up your mind when, when you start to believe for something and I'm going to get more into my text. When you start to believe for something, your crowd is going to get thin. As long as you have all these people around you, you're possibly not really believing in anything that's outside of your natural ability. But when you start really believing, your crowd gets thin. That's why I don't let everybody in my business. Because I'm always believing for something. So I can't let everybody in my business because all I need is one doubt in Thomas to cause disruption in the whole communication. So we miss out on all that God has. So I just go ahead and thin out my crowd, say something they don't like, they'll leave. They'll leave. So once your crowd gets thin and it's about two or three of y'all, y'all can get anything done because you got everybody in agreement with what they're believing that's going to happen. Let me tell you something. Some people have a nightmare. Some people have a dream. You got to hook up with people with a dream and stop hooking up with those people who are living a nightmare every day of their lives. So here's this young girl who's 17 years old and now she's heard from the Lord that she's going to have a child and she's trying to figure out how this thing's going to happen because at 17 years old, I know how you make a baby and I have not engaged at that, that type of relationship to have a baby and you're telling me I'm going to have a child. Now, I'm trying to wrap my mind around this. And you're trying to wrap your mind around getting dex free. Try to wrap your mind around getting pregnant and ain't no man nowhere. Or, or, or you don't have the proper physician to help you out. Put it that way. I want to go very deep in that. This, this young girl is struggling. She's struggling with understanding how in the world I got here through mom and dad coming together. Now you're telling me I'm going to bring a child that does have a, has a mom but not have a dad. So now I gotta, I gotta wrap my mind around this. And so I believe she had come to the place, man, I can't figure this out. So then she said, whatever you said, that's what's gonna happen. 
I ain't going to believe in what you said because I can't wrap my mind around me being that, me having that in my life. So many of you can't wrap your mind around what God has for you next. And you come and sit in here and while you're watching, your ears are closed because you can't wrap your mind. You can wrap your mind around getting off drugs, but can you wrap your mind around being one of the greatest businessmen that ever came out of your family? You can wrap your mind around getting saved, but can you wrap your mind around being the first female entrepreneur ever in your bloodline? I have a problem with people who can believe to be saved, but can't believe to be rich or wealthy. I have a problem with that because if the extent of your belief system only gets you into heaven, then you miss your whole journey in the earth. So my message is not about just getting you saved. That's one part of it. But once you get saved, you're on a journey. What are you going to do with your journey now? And ten, some tend to get arrogant because I ain't smoking no more. I ain't drinking no more. I ain't, I'm married now, so I'm on top now. Now, what about this whole harvest of, that God wants for you that you not tapped into because you just shouting because you got a wife now? God will never pair you together unless you were going to have some territory. If, if, I, if I was a woman, let's change that. Whatever woman... Lady Davis put it like this. Lady Davis should ask me, where are you taking me now? Now that you married me, where are you going to take me now? What are we going to rule, subdue, and take dominion over? Because we, we, we not going to work a job all of our lives. Because if we were going to do that, I could have been by myself. What are we going to do now that we come together? You only brought, the Lord only brought us together because he wanted us to have some territory. Now, I just want to challenge your faith since you are a little bit arrogant about, I'm married now and I don't do that now and I don't hang out anymore. Now, what are you going to do with that marriage? The woman is help to do what? Okay. All right. Now, let me get to my text. I just had to get you, you know, kind of sideways in your chair at least so I can teach you something. Impossibilities begin to vanish when God is involved. When God gets involved, whatever it is that was impossible, the impossibilities begin to vanish. Just like I said, once I got a wife, I knew there were things I was going to do that I couldn't do as a single man. Well, if that is the case with a wife, what is it when God gets involved? What am I now going to do with God involved that I couldn't have done without him? Anytime God gets involved, it's an announcement to you. I'm about to do something amazing. Why would God? God don't hang out with you just for you to speak in tongues. God doesn't hang out with you just for you to do good church. God doesn't hang out for you, with you for just for you to sing and to teach and ush and greet. When God starts hanging out with you, God wants to do something amazing. Are you going to go with him? Or are you going to try to pull him down to your level? The problem that's been in the church is the church tries to pull God down to the level of what they believe. God is a bigger God than that. And he's only hanging out with you so that you will start filling in and feeling what he wants to do in your life and through your life. They don't need to tell me I got to stay where I was. God's with me. Anytime you say God's with you, everybody ought to expect great things from you. They have a right to expect great things from you. Come on, say this with me. God is with me. 
So now I expect great things from you. I expect you to give up, get over that attitude. I expect you to stop being angry at people you should be supporting. I expect you to be able to work together with others. Because see, you said God's in you. God don't act like that. Father, Son, Holy Spirit came together. How come you can't come together? And you said God's in you. Okay. All right. I want to talk to refresh for a moment. And uh, when I say refresh, that's everybody under the sound of my voice because you're going to get refreshed. You're here at refresh to hear what God is placing in you. So the angel came. When the angel came, the angel began to explain to Mary what was about to be placed in her. So they're having a discussion. See, some of you don't know what's in you because you're spending too much time with empty people. So he starts to talk about what he's going to place on the inside of her. It's a tough conversation because she can't figure out how it's going to happen. He tells her what he's going to place inside of her. When you come into an environment like this, yes, we shout. Yes, we're loud. But we leave out pregnant. I have a problem with being loud and not being pregnant when I leave. Not having a vision or a dream greater than what I had when I came in here. I have a problem with that. I have a problem with sweating and no breakthrough. So the conversation goes this way. He tells her, this is what's going to happen to you. The Holy Spirit is going to come upon you. And the power of the highest is going to overshadow you. Therefore, also the Holy One who will listen to this he who is to be born will be called the son of God so we're going to place the son of God in you now you thought God stopped placing after that no he didn't God still this explains how God thinks because in Acts chapter 1 he talks about bringing something inside of them called the Holy Spirit and then in Acts chapter 2 he puts something in them not on them in them so when you get in a setting like this, God is trying to tuck something in on the inside of you so that people can't steal it when you get to the parking lot. See, the only way they can steal your word, your word never got on the inside of you. So they can say whatever they want to say, but I got this. And sometimes you got to hold on to yourself because everybody's trying to snatch what you got. And somebody's always, always in the church trying to take what you got because they didn't get anything while they were sitting next to you. So, the Spirit of God will overshadow you and give identity to what you are carrying. He will overshadow you. Now, in an arena like this, and sometimes we have a really high anointing or really heavy anointing, and sometimes it's just subtle. It's like the Holy Spirit just creeps up on you. Now, it doesn't all the time have to be cartwheels. Some uh, cartwheels. Some people think you haven't had church unless everybody's slain in the spirit. Now, I, I feel like you haven't had church unless everybody leaves pregnant. Everybody leaves with a dream. Everybody leaves with a desire. Everybody leaves with, with a focus. That's what I believe is having good church. Now, I like to dance. Yes, I danced in first service. I'm not dancing this service. But what we, we need, we need the presence of God to overshadow us where we get creative ideas, empowerments, and strategies 
So when we come together, we should leave out with ideas. And you don't have time to worry because you got that creative idea in your head and you're trying to write it down. How am I going to worry? And I'm writing, I'm writing my future down. I'm writing the future of my children down. I'm writing the future of the ministry and the business down. How in the world am I going to get depressed when I'm writing down the future? I have to have come to the place where I don't believe the future is mine in order for me to be depressed. But as long as I'm forward thinking, it means it, depression, I'm off limits to it because I'm planning for a day that I'm not yet in and I'm excited about it. So there, there is something, there is something that has been placed because the Holy Spirit has come upon them. The power of the highest has come upon them. And now there is something placed in it and, and God gives identity to it. It will be the son of God. God will never place something in you that he doesn't make you knowledgeable about what you have. You know, most people want me to be like others, but I can't be like others because of what he placed in me. It's what he placed in me that expands me. I always think expansion. I never think small. I'm always thinking this because of what he placed in me. Now, you want me to deny the identity of what's in me? I can't do that because I'll get in trouble with God and I will miscarry. And so many people, and I'm fighting, I'm fighting big times because Sasha, they want me to miscarry. But I'm not going to miscarry. For years, I've been birthing. Not going to stop now. Not going to stop because you don't understand. Not going to stop because you look at me funny. Not going to stop because you talk about me. I know you're talking about me because you, you want to be pregnant, but you ain't. So the identity, the identity of what you're carrying, you got to know that you're carrying something because people are going to get upset with you because of what you're carrying. That's why you need to know what you're carrying. Because when the, when the battle gets hot, it's about what you're carrying. I don't know. It, it, was, it, was, it was one of my, my camera people. He was telling me, he said, uh, uh, we stood right here. He was telling me all this. He said, uh, Apostle Davis, you're this and these things are going on. See, I don't think about it. But when I do think about it, I said, that's why they're trying to, to hang me. That's why they're trying to crucify me. Because of what's in me. Once you realize what's in you, you'll know why they're opposing you. <laughs> Hear me? Once, you, once what's in you has identity, then you're going to understand what your opposition is about. Because the fight would not be that drastic if you didn't carry something. It cannot, no, the devil, is, he, he's not omnipresent, he's not everywhere. And that type of fight would not come against your life if you were barren. They're afraid of what you can produce if you go full term. And let me help you. They know you're going to expand. You know you're going to expand. But your expansion makes them look small. All right. So since they're going to have some problem with you, we got to make sure you got a small group of people you're in relationship with. You don't need a large group. You don't need a large group. Some of y'all think y'all need a whole lot of friends. You don't need a whole lot of friends. 
Some people I speak to and I'm very nice to. How are you? Bless you. I'll see him again next year about the same time. That's not a relationship. Because annually I engage with you. Which means we're not on the same journey. Listen to this. Are y'all still with me? People will be brought into your life who can relate to your faith journey. So you got to know when you're interacting with people who can relate to the journey that you're on. What are you believing for? So he introduces her or tells her about Elizabeth who is now about six months pregnant. He said, hey, I got a girl over there. She's old. She didn't think anything could happen at that age. So I want y'all to hook up. Because you need somebody with you that's on a journey because your journey is beginning. So I, I need you. I know you haven't been talking with her. I know you didn't know how valuable. You didn't even know her business until I told you. I need you to go over there and I need you to hook up with her. You're going to have to lose, leave uh, Susan and, 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 and Shamika and all those folks. You're going to have to leave them back here right now because they're not on the journey that you are. They're not, not going to understand when your belly starts rising, you start showing signs of what you're carrying in you. They're not going to understand. So I got to connect you with some other people that when you start stretching and spreading, they understand what that's about. Let me just stay right there because you hang with too many people that don't understand your form is going to change and they want you to stay the same and see that's the problem most of them want to be to be pastor you my pastor you're my pastor no 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 no. there was an apostle in me while i was your pastor i was growing you came in as i while i was growing as your pastor now i went to bishop and you still want me to be your pastor well i kept growing and if you had something in me in you it will compliment me as i shift since it doesn't compliment me i'm wondering now do I need, are you Shamika? Do I need to leave you behind? Do I need to cut some ties with you? You got, well, I'm not going to support you. Well, I'm like, I'm not going to let that rope hold me back. I'm, I'm not intimidated. That's easy with you threatening me like that. Because I already know the relationships I'm going into. I thought you wanted to go with me. Okay. Enough said. People starting to get depressed now. But God starts to align. He has to align relationships with, with the change that's going on with you. And you got to be okay with it. Because if you're okay with it, the relationships you're going into are going to be stronger than the ones you had. They're going to be better. They're going to be more complementary to who you are. Girl, you pregnant? Yeah, I'm pregnant. Hey, isn't it something? I thought Zachariah couldn't make anything happen. I thought I couldn't make anything happen. Here I am, six months. I'm showing now, girl. Oh, yeah. Well, the Lord just told me I'm about to receive a child, too. But guess what? I didn't need a Zachariah. I don't have anybody. But I'm with you because you have enough faith to believe that something can happen that's coming from God. And you won't criticize me. You won't talk about me. And you won't call me crazy. 
you can't get around everybody. Because some people already think you're a little bit weird anyway. Because people of faith are not like everybody else. You're a little bit weird. Where are you going? What are you doing that for? What you... They want all these answers, but they, it never satisfies them when you give them an answer. So why not save your energy for your birthing instead of using your energy trying to explain to them something they will never explain? You can never explain. They will never understand. See, this is what I'm going to save y'all some time because y'all spending too much time trying to explain a blessing that comes from God. And, and you can't explain that. It's just something that happens. And when it happens, you just got to wait until your time comes and to show it off. Look what the Lord has done. Everybody was down there, but look what the Lord's get done. You know, I want you to do this. Look at your neighbor that you like and tell them it's going to happen. Now, if they didn't look at you, it doesn't mean they didn't like you. They can only turn their head one way at one time. Yeah, it's going gonna, it's gonna to happen. Finally got the relationships I need. It's going to happen. Yeah, it was hard letting go of them, but I'm, I want to be where he is. And if God is with them, that's where I'm going to be. Well, you know, you know, how am I going to explain? Let him explain. You just move. You always trying to explain something. I don't know when y'all going to stop trying to explain things. Possibly he didn't tell you to explain because they were not going to embrace your explanation. So people will be brought into your life who can relate to your faith journey. Elizabeth is six months. Mary's just, just becoming impregnated. She's six months ahead. Never let somebody behind you tell you how to do what's coming in front of you. How you going to tell me how to be pregnant? Huh? So the Lord always picks someone who is knowledgeable about, they may be a couple of steps ahead of you, but they can help you even if they're a few steps ahead of you. Let me tell you what I do. Whenever I go into an arena that I'm not well informed in, I become the student. The reason I become the student is because the teacher is speaking and I don't need to interrupt them because they know something I don't know. But by the time the class is over, I will take what they said, even though they didn't have the titles and all that. Kind, I will take what they said and enrich my life and it'll take me much further because I yielded my mind to the tutelage of someone that couldn't gain anything from me or anything like that. They were just talking and I overheard the conversation. So let me, let me help some of y'all, and then I'm moving on from the, uh, that part of the relationships. Uh, God, God brings you around. Some of you are meeting a lot of new people right now. A lot of people. It's because you're in a season that the faith message has already pushed you over into another arena. It's already pushed you over into another arena. I know you're scared. I know you're scared. I know you. Lady Davis was scared Friday. She said, I'm going to sit right here. And I was respectful. I said, okay, you just sit right there. But they called for her anyway. Then I saw her coming through the curtains. Coming back there where her husband was. Don't, don't let it scare you so bad that you don't come behind the curtains. 
I'm telling you, it's, I, I'm up here preaching it, but it was hard. What's going to happen behind the curtains? Why are they asking me to come behind the curtain? What do they want to talk to me about? What is this all about? Go anyway. Go anyway. Don't get cheated by what's behind the curtains. If they didn't want you, you never would have gotten in the room. I think somebody that needs to, that, that went over some of you. They never would have invited you in the room if they couldn't trust you behind the curtains. Okay. All right. Right relationships will prove that nothing is impossible with God. Right relationships. So now this girl, this 17-year-old girl has something that's impossible with man, but it's not impossible with God. She has it. So now she needs the right relationship to reinforce what she has. And this is where many of you, you get failed and you start doubting what you have because you don't have the right relationship to reinforce what you have. And it takes right relationships. It can't just be any relationship. I'm not telling you to leave your homie. But you got to offset some things. So, so those real relationships that prove that nothing is impossible with God, they're rare. They, they are, I promise you, they are rare. And usually these relationships are not relationships that are always planned. They just, you're in a place, so-and-so came up on my mind. So you call their number right after you leave a meeting with your attorney. You call them and you know they should be busy, but they're on a 40-day fast when you call them. Somebody knows who I'm talking about. It's because God begins to align these credible relationships that are going to catapult you because, see, they have a dream, they have a desire, they know that there's more in them. But relationships carry there, the right relationship. Understand this if you want to go up, relationships help to take you up. If you're going down, the wrong person is in your life right now. You don't know how harsh. Gravity can be until you get in the wrong relationships. So he starts aligning these relationships. And if you just watch how I do, it's an, an announcement to you. Something's about to happen. You are not going to be living. Well, you're not going to be looking at me like, oh, he just, he just made this decision. No, it's not about the decisions I'm making. It's about the relationships that I have. So I start, I start to move in those relationships because I said, I'm not, I, I used to be little old, Bradford country boy, but I'm not that anymore. Let me help you. Your faith has transformed you. You're not what you used to be. <laughs> Can I talk to this side? Your faith has transformed you. You're not who you used to be. You have the same heart. But you have God's agenda. And you're not, you're not that anymore. So don't let what they say cause you to try to recapture what you're not anymore. You are not, 
You can never, you can give up the suit, you can give up the car, you can give up the house, but you have an experience and you'll never be the same because of the experiences that you had, because of the relationships that you had, because of the people that you interact with, you will never be the same. There's going to always be something in you that tells you I'm better than this. And not because I'm arrogant, but there's something in me that says I'm better than this. I can go further than this. I can do more than this. It, uh, something's going to haunt you like crazy. Go ahead and try to go back to where you came from and see how that works for you. It will not work for you because there's something in you. The only thing that started the journey, you caught God's attention. You're highly favored by God. You wouldn't hear me if favor wasn't on your life. You don't hear messages like this unless favor is on your life. You don't hear things like this unless God was going to do something amazing with you and then tells you, you may feel like you're too young and you may feel like you're too old, but I chose you anyway. Now, I'm going to be transparent. I've been on calls. I'm like, I don't know what y'all saying. I don't know what y'all talking about. But I stayed on long enough to learn the language. If it was never supposed to be me, I never would have learned the language. If the capacity was not in me, I never could have learned the language. You got it. Oh yeah, you got it. You got it seriously. <laughs> Sasha and Lady Davis, we, you know, we have, we have real conversations. We don't have church conversations. We have real conversations. They understand my movement. They understand my choices. If my movement brings me by you, and they know how serious I am, you are bad, good somebody. I'm telling you, you really got it going on and you don't know it. I'm, I've been trying to tell somebody over here, but you got it going on. Because not only did God select me, he selected you too. And I just picked up the residue of what was passing through the room. And, and I noticed that, hey, 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 there's something on you. Doesn't matter how long you were incarcerated. There's something on you. That's why you can't stay incarcerated. There's something on you. Doesn't matter what state you're in. There's something on you. And people like me sense the aroma when we walk by. My last point and I'm done. I got, I, 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 started, uh, I started to draw this message up as the classic message. See, by, by the time I'm done, and I may not stop teaching on faith, but I believe that you're about to get so large, you're gonna have, they're going to have to change office space for you. I believe you're about to get so large whatever confinement that they placed on you they're going to have to put you in a pond because you're not going to fit in that aquarium anymore I'm telling you there's something big on me right now because I'm, I'm talking to some people that has something really big on them and you need somebody like me I ain't crazy I just believe 
to start saying something over you that, that pushes you over the edge because most of you, you may think that you've exhausted your growth but the pond or the aquarium that you were in was too small and you can't enlarge yourself until you get in a larger uh, 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 aquarium. There are some fish they never grow until you put them in a larger place and that's what I'm doing. I'm just pushing your, you over. You have not seen your growth yet. You have not seen your opportunity yet. You're not seeing, you have not seen what you're capable of. You have, you, no, 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 no. Your baby's going to get larger because it has more space. Believe it will happen according to what has been spoken. Little may have had you, had you, past ten. But when I started talking, what I said broke the back of little. The mentality of small. The thinking that I can't. The judgment of where I came from and what I've been through. Everything I've been through prepared me for where I'm going. If it didn't kill me, it was proof that I can exist in a place that's not favorable for a minute. I started thinking when I came out of the second service session. The reason I stewarded new birth so well is because I went through so much hell in Birmingham. So when I got up, I got up like I own the place. I let the devil know I'm here. And I believe some of you are about to come to the place where you understand everything that you've been through that's been distasteful has been training you for where you're going to arrive because you got to know your authority. You ain't be thinking, I, I may be the leader. I don't know. No, no, you got to know that you're the leader. You got to know that God's hand is upon you. You got to know that God has called you. You got to know that God is not going to fail you. You got to know that when you come to the platform, stuff's going to start shifting and changing. Why? Because it was in your proving point that God was showing you. You better than that. You got more in you than that. And not that you will be disrespectful to anybody, but that you will go after what he has for you. Now, I want to tell, I want to close with this. Your destiny has been chasing you. Now it's time for you to chase your destiny. Your destiny has been following you around. Your destiny has been following you around. Your destiny has been following you around. God said, now that you believe, start chasing it. Ain't nothing wrong with chasing it because it's what the Lord has for you. Go after it. Don't let anything stop you. Don't let anything break you. Don't let anything turn you around. Go after it. It's yours. It's yours. We just identified it. It's yours. Don't let anybody talk you out of it. Don't tell them, don't let them tell you you're too much. You're not too much. You fit where you're going. That's why you're called to where you're going. Go after it. Touch your neighbor. Tell him, go after it. See, I've been trying to explain to them. That I've been, I've been trying to get them to get hungry. But my time is up trying to get them to be hungry. I got to go after it now. I got to go after it now. It's been chasing me. Now I got to chase it. I got to go after it. I got to grab a hold of it. I got to dream about it. I got to talk about it. I got to decree it. I got to declare it. I got to do things. I got to shift. I got to pivot. Because I got to go after it. Because when you get ready to go after it, you got to do something different than what you've been doing. Because it's time to go after it. I may lose some friends. They may talk about me, but I'm going after it.
after it. They may lie on me, but I'm going to go after it. They may say things on media, in media, but I'm going after it anyway. Because something on the inside of me is crying out. I have to travel to another country to find somebody that understands I'll travel to another country but I can't turn this off it's on now it's on now I can't turn it off I won't turn it off I don't want to turn it off I want to see what's on the other side of this. I want to I want to know that all the hell I've been through, it was worth it. I want to know that all the rejection I've experienced, it was worth it. I want to know that all the nights I was up praying and talking to God about stuff, I want to know that it was worth it. Do I have some witnesses out here? All the agony you've been through, you got to know. You got to know that it's worth it. And unless you go after it, you will never know that it was worth it. I'm just making up my mind. I'm going to tell you on this class weekend I'm going after you don't have to say anything you don't have to endorse me you don't have to cheer for me but I'm going after it anyway I've already ripped myself away from what was to go what I know it is for me if you know it's for you it is for you go after it don't live and die and wonder if what would have happened know what will happen by going after it if you fail Get back up and go out there again. Don't be afraid of failure. Be afraid of being paralyzed and stuck. But don't be afraid of failure. Failure is just a learning experience. I just got to go after it. Can I find a few witnesses in this place that said I just got to go after it? I can't stay here no longer. I got to go after it. I feel something pulling at me. I feel something drawing on me. I got to go after it. I know I'm in Birmingham. I know I don't fit, so I got to go after it. it's comfortable where I am I will never go after the place I'm supposed to be the enemy to your destiny is the comfort of your presence I couldn't get comfortable so I had to get out the nest to fly I never would have known I could fly if I wasn't getting poked by things something had to disturb my comfort now I know I got a wingspan I didn't know I had until things started making me uncomfortable. I was telling God, help me to be comfortable where I am. He said, I don't want you to be comfortable where you are because you'll miss out on where I want to take you. All of your discomfort was a sign that God had a better place for you, a greater place for you, a place that you fit. 
I will never be creative as long as I'm on the ground. It's when I get in the air that I can realize what my potential is, what I'm capable of. As long as you stay around chickens, you'll never know what it is to be an eagle. They wonder why you keep getting out of the fence and they put fences up and they put all kind of cages on you and you keep getting out. Because there's something in you that won't allow anything to confine you. Let me close with this. Bishop Jakes talked about two dogs that he has. One Bentley, one Honey. He said he had to put up an electric fence to keep them from getting out in further in the yard because there were snakes out there in, in the further out in the yard. He said, but this is the case. Bentley got shot one time, never would go outside of the perimeters. But he said, honey, just to experience what was on the outside, it will go through the pain of the shock collar just to get to the outside. He gave me a chance to speak on a call. I said, I'm, I'm, the, I'm the honey, I'm not Bentley. I said, I'll go through the shock just to see what's out there for me. Just to see what's out there for the people who really believe in my leadership. So I may go through the shock, but I'm going to show you a world that you never thought you could have. I promise you that. Because I'm going to keep getting over that fence. Yeah, it's hard. Yes, it's difficult. But I'm going to keep going through the pain just to get to the promise. I dare you. I dare you to get to the promised land. God always has one for you. And the devil can't take your promised land. All you got to do is endure the pain to get to your promise. God bless you. Have a wonderful day. Over in the Birmingham area, we'd love to see you. Stop by because everyone is welcome at Refresh Family Church. It's full of friendly people, a warm atmosphere, and a powerful word. Our service times are Sundays at 9 a.m. or our empowerment service on Wednesdays at 7 p.m. We're located at 117 12th Court Northwest in Birmingham, Alabama. We'll see you soon at Refresh. Want to find out more about Apostle Stephen A. Davis? Well, log on because StephenADavis.org is now live. That's right. Log on to StephenADavis.org now and you can find out all about him. Watch live broadcasts and get all the information you need at StephenADavis.org. Available on all platforms. Log on today. Refresh Family Church. As we worship together, remember our five goals. Serving the needs of families. Reaching the lost. Equipping the saints. Reaching the nations. And transferring to generations. At Refresh Family Church, we're more than just a church. We're a nation. To find out more, log on to StephenADavis.org. We'll see you next time.